Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's uh, come to this. It's come to this, man. Yes, it is. Three has. years later. Here we are, finally. I've been so hyped. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast, and we're here to talk about the horror movie event of the year. The big one. This, for me Maybe. personally, this has been my most anticipated horror movie for like three years. Oh, man. You know, I'm pretty basic. Sure, but sure. <laughs> I, you know, sure. I'm a guy who anticipates Halloween. You know, I'm above those Marvel fans. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. You know, I really liked the 2018 Halloween. Yeah, we we got this kind of reboot of the whole series mm-hmm. in 2018. Uh, from you know, I David was skeptical. We get and... a lot of reboots now. Oh yeah. Well, and then the series is nothing but reboots. Every two <laughs> yeah. movies, right? Yeah, they're all kind of existing in each other's canon yeah a they're all <laughs> reboots a little bit of this and that and the, we switch things up here and there yeah but this was a full wipe the slate except for the first movie yeah only the, the first original movie 1978 halloween classic which was a cool idea uh, and i, I liked, liked it. it yeah i liked it i, I think it we good. both liked it yeah i really liked <laughs> the pacing of that first movie uh i really loved jamie lee curtis uh, i loved uh, the michael myers the mask yes. and the look and the stalking and the We've gotten we've gotten some rough Myers oh, in boy. some of these sequels. Yeah, we've gotten some bad ones. It's kind. It's not. It's. Uh, I wonder if this is the series with the least like rewatchability. You think As, so? Because like so many <laughs> of the movies are from like ninety eight, two thousand and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ninety eight and two thousand two masks were rough, and the movies were rough. The zombies. I'm probably really hesitant to ever go back and watch again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, seeing this new version was like brought me back to the love of that first movie. Totally. Which is what I think the you know, the point is. Yeah, the feel <laughs> was really good. The return of the Carpenter score. Yeah. In that 2018 one, that boosted it huge. That really felt, that completed a mood, you know. That was all about the package. Great Jamie Lee Curtis part. Like you said, great mm-hmm. Michael. Return of Michael actually looking cool. And I liked what they did. Uh, I, I rewatched it recently. Yeah. And I like the parts about the family, her daughter and them being estranged and the granddaughter and all the relationships actually kind of made sense and worked together. Yeah, they were it was a great look into what the Strode family was like. And the payoff with Michael was strong. Mm -hmm. Uh, The payoff with the the three women at the, you know, at the end, locking Michael in the basement. Huge. Yeah, that felt big in the theater. So, you know, we saw it sold out. Opening night, opening show. night, baby, and uh, three years ago, yeah. <laughs> and so once, right after that, the word on the street was that you know these were going to be filmed back to back, and be back to back sequels, right? And it's, it was going to be a trilogy, trilogy, full trilogy, yeah, yeah. And so I was, it was supposed to come out the next Halloween. Mm-hmm. So hyped. And then, well, now it's three years later. Here we are, finally. and I've been waiting for this thing the whole time, and. I got the score in the mail, literally mm-hmm. the day we were going to see Halloween Kills. So I was playing that all day. Sounded really cool. Another Carpenter, Daniel Davies score. So I was could not have been more hype. Saw it opening night. 
and had like one of the weirdest movie experiences of right. my lifetime. <laughs> so we've both seen it a couple times now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been out uh, for a week. You and... saw it opening night. Then yeah. we saw it Saturday. We saw it the next day. <laughs> and uh, now it's a week later. And uh, so, yeah, I went opening night and it was so weird, man. I walk into that theater <laughs> and it's like I was, it's like I had accidentally walked into the Adams Family 2 <laughs> theater or something. It was, you're going to think I'm exaggerating. You're going to think I'm lying. I, I swear to you, I'm not. Okay. This theater was filled with 12 and under children. Oh, man. Like two, like 60% of the crowd. Like a field trip. Yes. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a full crowd, but they were mostly children. Small children. <laughs> now, I'm an old man, and so I know, like, even, you know, like, I've seen college kids now, and they're like, my God, they're, they're such tiny children. Mm-hmm. But kids are kids. Mm-hmm. And this theater was filled with kids. The best part is like, like legs go, swinging off the seats. Yeah, right. And it's it's like oh, a man. it's like a birthday party in there. I was gonna say I bet they're little chatterboxes. <laughs> it's there, insane. Huh? <laughs> and so I go to my seat, and my seat is taken up by a man. <laughs> oh no! And that man is surrounded by I kid you not, a full row of ten children, <laughs> age range five to thirteen. For this hard R. For this hard film. R. <laughs> graphically violent movie the entire row is taken up by one man and 10 children were they his kids or do you think he was like the other guy that was like i don't know what's going on dude (laughs) (laughs) just you and him were like yeah weird right for some reason that didn't cross my mind instead like this guy was in my seat but all the other seats were taken up by kids so either he was just like Man, I don't like this. <laughs> this feels weird. Staying near the edge. I'm gonna get somebody's to gonna blame something on me here. Yeah, this doesn't look good. So, uh, without it being a thing, because the I got in there literally as the credits were mm. were starting. So I see a couple of the handicap seats open. Right. So I said, "Oh, uh, whatever. I'll I'll do that." The entire movie, these kids, man, they were just little chatterboxes the whole time Mm -hmm. they were not even so much reacting to the movie they were just liking that they were in a hard r movie (laughs) oh except for the five-year-old the first time michael myers bludgeons a man's eyeball just lets out one of those (laughs) (laughs) and that man who whether or not he was the father or just the poor guy sitting next to ten kids. Yeah, runs out of that child, clutching him like like oh, he's no. a oh like so a, he was his dad probably yeah he must have been like like he was a Sarajevo you know <laughs> so dad realized he screwed up bringing yeah. him to this violent bloody movie but he doesn't leave he instead <laughs> spends like a few minutes walking up and down the stairs in the theater looking for just a different spot to sit what with the kid how's that with help his, with his baby. And just, so this just making sure he bothers the yeah, entire theater. And so this, so not only is the whole crowd filled with kids who are all like talking away like little kids on a school bus during like a violent horror movie, like a crazy violent yeah. horror movie. Yeah, yeah. If, if you guys don't know, violent horror movie. This is the most violent, crazy violent Halloween movie I think of them all. And the whole time, there's like a toddler crying. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, it was just so a, that kind of kills the mood a little. So it was like a harsh first viewing for me. Yeah. So that's why I was so eager to see it literally the next day with you at like 
noon. We had a much more respectful yeah. afternoon crowd. I don't know how many kids. We've 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 hit that age now, Eric. We're, we're the guys who go were in, matinees like, now. All new to go into the the horror movie That's on a crazy. Friday night. I feel wild. like I've heard that from other people too. Just like children are seeing these movies. Yeah. Like not crazy, not even teenagers. Man. Like child like under high school age children. It was children in there. It was nuts. It That's was the weirdest crazy, thing, man. man. And so I saw the next day, total cleanse. Went with you guys. Much nicer, serene crowd. And I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> man, I hate this movie. Oh no. You know. That's too bad. They ain't all gonna win, right? The anticipation, the anticipation, maybe, uh, the hype. It was yeah. a lot, but at the same time, everything I loved about the 2018 return was totally absent mm-hmm. in this one. It felt like it was made by totally different people. Yeah, it was strange. Uh, I remember just kind of being a little like, okay, it was fine when we watched it last Saturday. Like, yeah, a lot of lot of blood, just like blood. surprisingly mm-hmm. bloody. Yeah, because Halloween is always. The best of it has been a series where you don't need to see much to get the effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one is yeah. a pretty bloodless movie as far yeah, you as know, the knifing kills. a guy to the wall in the first one. But yeah. you aren't really seeing but, it's dark, very shadowy, but you this get movie, more dripping. Maybe a dozen times has blood hit the camera lens. Oh, it's so yeah. black. Like it is really bloody. <laughs> It's the it's one of the most splattery movies I've ever seen. And that seen. kept taking taking me out of it. Uh and then yeah, it just being like was the was the 2018 one like this? And I don't remember because <laughs> I had just seen it right. that one time. So I was like, "Man, this is like way more so intense here's, than here's I." Here's why I had to rewatch the 2018 version this week. I did too because yeah. after I watched Halloween Kills, it made me hate the 2018 <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. What are we doing? I was just here? like, "Man, this movie was bad." Like, if this was the spiritual success, like, oh, God, this is terrible. Right. Just going, like, were these teens this terrible in the 2018 right? one? Why, why'd we have to just start casting asshole kids? <laughs> Every kid is just a jerk. And yeah. this movie was just so weird. And I had to remind myself about the completely different tone of 2018. And the just such a better usage of classic characters yes this movie is nothing but classic characters in quotes and it's (laughs) terrible for it it's all the worst parts of the fan service it is awful we do i do not need marvel universe fan service in horror movies i don't need it i don't the first movie was all about forget everything that happened Mm mm-hmm In the subsequent 40 years since the original, nothing else matters. And Halloween Kills is just constant reminders of everything that happened. That's a good way to put it, yeah. It is just constantly talking about everything. What is it, like maybe seven characters from the original or or characters who then are placed into the original? Yeah, man. Retroactively? Oh, there's like seven people from the original 1978 Halloween, maybe even more. Something like that. And then there are like just it. a dozen or two more from Halloween 2018. Mm-hmm. Oh, we were just watching the beginning of their night. It, it's all awful. <laughs> it's all awful. I hate ninety percent of the people in this movie. Oh man! And we do nothing but learn about their awful lives. 
(laughs) (laughs) And all of their history. This entire town is just haunted by the events of 1978. This town is just crippled by the events of 1978. And yet, apparently, none of them have the sense to leave. (laughs) All of them exist in this weird universe where they simultaneously celebrate Halloween and also are traumatized by the events of Halloween. Yes, exactly. And it makes no sense to me. Yeah, you get that right off the top when we meet Tommy, played by uh, Anthony Michael Hall. A terrible actor. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I am happy that he, like, has really found a solid career transformation from... 80s teen right right from the nerd yeah you know now he gets roles that looks like he looks mm-hmm. and he's leaned into the gruff voice guy who would sound like that guy looks and he's so he's gotten those kind of parts you can see him getting something in like southland or sure sure i could see him as a cop in something you got the dead zone gig and it's yeah yeah great except he's bad at it it's his he, thing he goes full meathead yeah in this it's one. just a meathead dumb guy thing that he leans into yeah and I'm not into it. Well, and he it dominates this. He gets our uh, exposition in the beginning. Uh, well, I, this movie again leaves off where the the other one. Uh, yeah, right. At, right. This one picks Bonnie up where the other Clyde, one left yeah. off. But uh, we also have to get a flashback to the original. Yeah. So we can see a couple sheriffs in Michael Myers. Oh, yeah, house. we do get a new. We do get a new character, um, which I liked. Mm-hmm. I, I got to say, I did like the the Jim, stuff. Getting in Jim Cummings is nineteen seventy eight treat. Yeah, we see our friend Jim Cummings from Wolf of Snow Hollow as one of the deputies. Yeah, it's cool seeing him show up in a a big thing. Also, he gets that uh, spoiler alert role of the name guy that gets killed. Yeah, ten yeah. minutes in, he's one of our yeah introduces the guy just to have. There's him a lot get of people killed. have to die in this movie. Oh There's my like God. a clock, dozens, and dozens. I'd say the beginning of the movie. Now that I knew what the rest of the other 80 minutes was like, mm-hmm. I really wish we just could have gotten a redone version of Halloween with Jim Cummings. I was just thinking, like, man, why didn't they just remake and do... Because they pull off the aesthetics <laughs> perfectly, yeah. right? They they show us the original kind of mask and look of Michael Myers from that original movie. And we get the great Loomis lookalike. Oh, my God. Right? Which I thought was CGI. Apparently is, is a oh, guy no. in makeup. Yeah, so we get this. This is almost the first 20 minutes of the movie, yeah, practically. Yeah, yeah, Is this throwback, which is great. We see young Lonnie get what? into some mischief with the Mulaney's. Right, we get reminded. <laughs> we get our checklist of every surviving cast member Were from the Mulaney's a thing in the, in the original no. movie? <laughs> That's another thing where, why are they bringing all these ugly kids in? They get these three ugly-ass kids? kids that never... This movie is all about introducing us to just as many people as possible. Oh, for sure. The town yeah, of Haddonfield. My one complaint about this movie is that we don't get to meet enough of the residents of Haddonfield. right. Jesus, this show, <laughs> I can't believe this movie wasn't just called Haddonfield. I know, With like right? an exclamation point. This is like the, an episode of The Simpsons, where you're in a constant... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this is a total Springfield situation, <laughs> yeah, right? You Because half these people are in Halloween costumes, so they look like Sideshow Mel, or they look yeah. like... Dr. Hibbert. <laughs> the capital city goofball. <laughs> just walking around in the background. 
Why didn't we get that? <laughs> Why? We, we could have used like a mascot at the hospital with like a <laughs> yeah. bandage around his head. Just being like, what? The Haddonfield hamburger. Just like, whoa, with, with like arms that are just on their own wires. Like, oh, the, the guy inside just like, Hammy's here. <laughs> yeah, man, this is like suddenly we have to remember a cast of like 90 people who all had a minor interaction with Michael Myers 40 years ago. Yeah. But they're all still into the Halloween vibe, but also Halloween wrecked their life. Yeah. I The emotions are so hard to track. They celebrate. They get drunk. By the way, the second time watching Halloween Kills, I was like, oh, these people are just drunk. Yeah. The entire movie. This t- this That's ta- what's going on. This is a town of deranged alcoholics. There were there were 150 people in Mick's bar. Yeah, man. Like for that talent show on Halloween night. It's like a- when when they come streaming out of that bar after after Tommy gives his speech about Michael Myers, they see the news that Michael Myers has escaped. Or they assume it's Michael Myers has yeah. escaped. Then someone sees a guy in a car, and they're like, it's Michael Myers! It's Michael Myers! Fucking jump him! 150 people stream out of this bar with, like, boom boxes and hockey sticks ready to fight this dude. This town is North Haverbrook, but nobody realizes they're North Haverbrook. Oh, yeah. This town is broken, yet somehow they're just like, everybody's coming to the talent show tonight, right? This movie has so much wasted time introducing us to characters and giving every character a full monologue. We see the talent show. We're there for the talent show. We are there in town for this (laughs) talentless group of awful people who are dead inside and don't realize it. These people are awful. Oh, that ventriloquist seemed like a nice guy. Come on. We get a ventriloquist. This movie introduces us to a ventriloquist character. And he doesn't die. And he doesn't die (laughs) in a movie where 90 people die. This is awful. It's a town just full of Mo Sislaks that want to, like, fight the beast. But for 15 really good minutes, we get this throwback yeah. to 1978. Done so well with different people, different actors. No nods to, like, the original other than the important stuff, like a raw dog. <laughs> oh, we do see the eaten, the half-eaten dog. <laughs> That's some fa- Thank you, That's David Gordon Green. That's the idea of fan service where... Yeah, exactly. That raw dog scene. <laughs> Why are you calling it a raw dog? Because <laughs> he just eats a dog. It's just a dog that got partially eaten. <laughs> I think I, it sounds different. It sounds like you're saying something else. Raw, I like, guess it is. Uh, technically, sure. It's like dog sushi is what you're saying. He's like a 40. He's like an old guy. He's eating food. <laughs> like, why is he eating a dog? He knew enough to speak steel rope and a mask he can't get like a can of chili i don't know the michael myers intelligence is all he's over a, the place. he's not a smart guy no and so yeah we get the eaten dog that, that he just ugh, we needed that in there Thank we need to see yeah. the dog and it's really cool the recreation is great it's you know like the cool doctor sleep kind of recreation like yeah i've yeah. seen a movie like this this was really well done and so I was so into it, and I liked the big surprise of these return kills. That crane shot coming out of the house where we get the Loomis. Okay. We both had different thoughts on this Dr. Loomis character, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was just unused footage from, you know, five or six oh, or yeah. something. Okay, Like they had somewhat, oh, yeah, this is when he ran out. So we didn't use this shot. We used a different angle. So maybe they had that because the look was so perfect. The run was perfect. He moved look exactly like Pleasance. Yeah, that well, that's why I thought it had to be CGI because but, it's like, oh, they just recreated that 
based on some AI situation. <laughs> See, I didn't think that because in this in when we got CGI Carrie Fisher and like Peter Cushing yeah, yeah, yeah. in the Star Wars movies, those were immediately weird. The second okay. Carrie Fisher shows up on screen CGI, it's yeah, you weird. Don't, yeah, I know what you mean. And that well, movie cost way more than Halloween Kills. I mean, uh, yeah, this was a guy in makeup, apparently. It was just, yeah, some guy on set. Did they put a full prosthetic on? What's going on with that? You're just hiring the carpenter to be flying by your seat, man. That's amazing. But it. it, I wonder if they had a guy like cast, and they were like, "This guy sucks." (laughs) Actually, look at this guy. Look at Frank over here. Gaffer. Frank, give me kind of a scowl. I love it. Yeah. He nailed it, and so all of that added to this, and that perfect crane shot that really looked really similar to that '78 shot. Mm. So I'm getting hyped for this new 1978. Right. And then we come right back to modern day, same night Haddonfield, the most depressing place on earth, full of sad, miscast, lost souls. Yeah. <laughs> that all think that they're just coping. And I have to meet every one of them. We just go door to door in this town. Mm-hmm. We well, we start everybody. back at Lori's house, and we get the 11 firemen getting hacked apart scene. Is this the mo- This has to be the most people Michael's ever killed in a movie. I gotta assume. Right. Yeah, this movie was filled front to back with kills. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are gonna just love this movie because it's him going hey, full man. like Jason in space. I love seeing Michael kill people. Yeah, I love seeing him fun... stalk through neighborhoods unseen and come at people unseen. Yeah, I'm not sure if I like him just walking towards a fireman who's got a hose on him and then, <laughs> and then just, just like smashing him in the face. The 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 Michael here is just like. Maybe he knows he's invincible at this point now, kind of a thing. Yeah. He's, he's walking. He feels too self-aware. He's walking here. around like a god. Yeah. Just doing what he will he to people. He's just owning this town. Uh, and the crazy thing is, for the most part, you said you love Michael Myers stalking. Yes. Michael Myers, the stalking character, is one of the scariest things in movies. When the From the first time I saw it, I think it's the shape is the scariest thing. I'm way more scared of that than Jason or... You know, any of the oh, other yeah. pillars. This, yeah, the scariest stuff for me in the original is just that's where you see him across the street. Yeah. And then he's gone. That, that kind of stuff. That the way hits, they build that, that up. That connects with me. To that final chase, mm-hmm. that final act is just like And even perfect. the lowest of the Halloween series, mm-hmm. I thought had some effective uses of Myers. I just love the, <laughs> I love the yeah. Myers look the most on film. And even the bad Myers had moments. And this is a great Michael Myers. The mm-hmm. Halloween Kills Myers is great. The look is great. I like it. Uh, the gate is is great. And somehow we hardly get any of Michael stalking people. Mm-hmm. We get people like mostly coming at Michael. People are headed right towards him. We, like a buffet. They are all just aggressively running towards Michael while he stands in the middle of them. Like, instead of treating him like Michael Myers... And just running from him. Suddenly it's like late era Seagal. Mm-hmm. Where just like one guy runs at Michael Myers at once in a circle. Yeah. It, and it's the dumbest. Man, so this scene with the fireman fight, it's it really reminded me of like the James Wan stuff we saw in Malignant. Very much. Where it's just like, oh, this is just an action piece. Yeah. And that's fine. Halloween 4 is a lot more like an action movie, right? Very stuff much. Stuff like that. So and I, we loved Halloween 4. But... uh I don't mind. I don't mind seeing the blood and stuff, but it's just such a like, whoa, 
kind of yeah okay it's like him stabbing people through the face real quick then yeah. wheeling around with like to catch another guy in the torso to lift him up and like right entertaining this, but like is is that the michael myers it's, way it's or a, would he have just walked out the back door and kept going somewhere we get a kind of a good build so yeah the the it, there's this gr- times they do michael really great like when he's learning which weapons he likes best mm. you get him just stabbing a man over and over testing different <laughs> knives so that feels really like that was a scary level scene. of depraved that we've never really gotten yeah from michael because typically the michael i like is the dumb thing that really only has one goal and if you are unfortunate enough to get in his way you'll die mm-hmm. not like him going house to house kind of targeting people and then them targeting him. It's such a weird vibe. It's like a video game. Yeah, I know what you mean. And then the whole kind of message of the movie ends up being that it's not really Lori's, you know. Yeah. He's not fixated on her or anything. He's just this random killing machine at this point. Yeah, this movie does He just wants such... to go home. And it's like, is that enough for a trilogy? This is kind of hilarious because after the, you know, when 2018 came out, again, the hype was all about forget everything. Every other sequel's bullshit, even though they have to say, you know, we liked, uh, we like, you know, everybody's got their opinion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but they're all bullshit. None of them matter because <laughs> ours is the only one that picks up directly after. And, you know, to even disregard the first two, three, four excellent movies. I love two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Forget everything you know. And then in this one, not only do we get reminded of everything we knew, but they do such stupid stuff to the Michael Myers mythos and the whole town of Haddonfield that all of their talk about how, yeah, we're not going to make the same mistakes as all these other sequels. Like, they changed everything that made Halloween 2018 work. Mm. And it's like they were trying to fall in as many pits as possible for awful ways to take the franchise. It, it's uh, similar to like Last Jedi, where they just <laughs> kind of like, it feels like it's like they just rewrote the rules. Yeah. Or at least, yeah, the, the motivation. It feels like a, a course correction, but the course didn't need to be corrected, and they just veered like headlong into traffic. Mm-hmm. It feels like an unnecessary like 90 degree spin. And it's such a weird vibe for the, for a, ton of this movie what kept shocking me was how unnecessary they made the strode family Mm. they made 30 other characters in this movie more important than the strode family which carried and was the main strength of the 2018 version yeah yeah they they backseat them more than i've ever seen in this kind of sequel and again that almost becomes the message at the end where they're just like it's not about you laurie (laughs) <laughs> but he doesn't care about you but like it's what is it about then if exactly. it's not like about that what it's <laughs> your message is that you know none of this actually matters <laughs> really I, that's what i mean it's like very like last jedi like oh you think this guy's important <laughs> you know and then yeah tommy basically becomes the main character because he's yeah in, he incites and leads a violent mob of and dummies. Nobody, like the sheriff doesn't do anything to stop anyone from doing anything. It's all these people who yeah, had the, have been traumatized <laughs> by Halloween for their entire lives, yet not enough to actually leave their town and otherwise seem to be doing generally okay. 
other than this one night that they just don't go on vacation for. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, really. And they go from simultaneously not knowing the story of Michael Myers. Like when he starts, Tommy Doyle begins to tell this tale in the bar Mm -hmm. and nobody gives a fuck. (laughs) But then also, no one seems to know. But also everybody passionately believes that this evil has haunted their terrible lives forever. Do we know? Do we know? I don't understand and, and that what it's, your feelings are. It's up to them it. to take it upon themselves to kill. To, yeah. You know, before they even leave the bar to check out this report of a guy <laughs> in a car, the nurse yells, evil dies tonight. <laughs> like that starts this is 20 filled with so many, minutes into the movie. This is filled with so many like Facebook moms that are just like getting <laughs> immediately swept up in mob violence. Exactly. We're kill this fucker like they're getting really swept up in a mob right and this must have been like written and done before that whole craziness at the capitol right yeah so there's been a couple of unfortunate things (laughs) with this movie being pushed back from the pandemic one of them is that now this whole Haddonfield is portrayed as this town of easily swayed to violence boomers. Mm-hmm. Just like rushing headlong into a vicious killing machine. Like doctors and nurses mm-hmm. being like, like people abandoning like, their posts. We're going to run right at the thing that's killing people. And so we're seeing a lot of that in dumb little hick towns like Haddonfield <laughs> yeah. right now. And so I don't think that was the intention. I don't think it was supposed to be that uh, on topic. Uh, but that's just an unfortunate thing about getting pushed back through the pandemic. Yeah. And, I, and think, I think for me, that's kind of a big part of what is frustrating about this movie is that we've been watching people act stupidly in real life yeah, man. for a couple of years now. Yeah, it's already getting tiresome. So to watch, because it's not, unre- like, honestly, I've heard people say that it's so unrealistic. No. It is not unrealistic. No, it's super realistic. That this mob would think <laughs> they have to go after a, a guy who's this killed people. This is a people. very believable thing that can and will happen. And part of, yeah, part of that, watching it devolve and seeing nobody take charge in a good way. Yeah. Man, that's... uh. That seems a little too familiar, it's, maybe. It's not that I didn't think that element of it was well done. I actually think the whole ha- town of Haddonfield being stupid enough to work themselves into a whole mob yeah. is actually a pretty interesting idea. I I didn't. I thought the mob worked better in Halloween 4. I thought this became too much the focus of the movie, because how can you not have 90 people overtake mm-hmm. a movie with pitchforks and torches? And... It's just a vibe that I don't ever expect from Halloween. And it doesn't even really go with the cool, like, creeping, the creeping score of yeah, yeah. the movie. Instead, it's just people going ape shit. And uh, even nobody makes sense. Like, cops will pull up to kids and be like, hey, kids, you better get running home. There's a madman, like, a block over. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to take off that way. It's like nobody's making good decisions in this town for a history of 40 years. Well, there's a great... One of the good scenes I like where the, the vigilantes <laughs> are out. Good, we're, we'll narrow them. Uh, uh-huh. the, uh, the doctor and nurse and the, the nurse from the original movie yes. and Lindsay are out driving around. <laughs> like, these people are going to do anything <laughs> right, to Michael man? Myers. The w- I, this one Even woman best is- case scenario, you know it's just a guy, but you know it's a guy who's killed people before. Yeah. And you're like, not... The- the that amount of people that know on. that have these horrible stories where they're like looking off into the distance. We get a lot of distance looking <laughs> in this movie where people are like, I don't even think he is a man. <laughs> what do you even call that? 
who has no soul. <laughs> but then they're like, let's fucking get him. Let's get him. And let, well, I got these eight handguns. Like, ah, uh, I got this stick with a with a nail sticking out of it. So I think I'm good. So I do. Somebody like- punches Michael Myers in the stomach in this movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? Are, why is everybody trying? They see like 37 of their neighbors die, and some guys throwing like body blows. You bring what you got, you know. <laughs> Like, some yeah, people have, he hasn't he hasn't tasted my right hook though. Some people have wooden baseball these are all bats. Like people some people just, just got to bring what they got. These are all just people taking the escalator <laughs> to nowhere, man. They just keep seeing it. So what I actually do like is that every time they meet up with him, he just tears these people yeah, apart man. with no problem whatsoever. Michael Myers, the scene in that van where he just gets on top of the van, executes the nurse, executes the other nurse. Yeah. Has the one doctor shoot herself in the face? Yeah. Like, yeah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? When Michael Myers is suddenly just John Wick on, on this van, it was not what I was <laughs> expecting. But I also like that we have to keep getting introduced to this endless series of characters that all meet immediate, more and more violent than the last deaths. <laughs> he, yeah, the man, we have never seen so many heads torn apart by, like, Sharp objects, uh, knife, or bullets, knife in the or, eye. Yeah. Oh man, he is going for more eyes than an Italian movie. <laughs> yeah, he gets eye heavy, especially later on. This guy is just unleashed on a town like Godzilla, and everybody is just running at Godzilla, man. Yeah, it's exactly. Crazy, and so we get introduced to these people with these deep histories and why they're so traumatized by Halloween. And so we learn about these people just so we can watch them just get, like, gutted. <laughs> just so we can get, like, I mean, a... yeah, that's horror movies, right? That's slashers. <laughs> but in addition to that, we get so many people. They're so dedicated to reminding us of every single person who was still alive from the 2018 movie and the 1978 movie. Mm-hmm. They're so busy reminding us of that. But they're also introducing us to people that haven't appeared in either movie. And we get to see how they live at home on a Wednesday. <laughs> exactly. I didn't understand any of it. I was so lost in so many parts of these movies, just getting introduced to these tertiary characters. Yeah, I I will say it was a lot better for me the second time watching Halloween Kills, having watched it right after the 2018. Like, these go together better than apart. Okay. Because, yeah, the doctor and nurse, I didn't remember from that one scene where they were in the background. Why would I remember these two people? And, uh, yeah, some of the other... Not everybody needs their own backstory right the, the we uh, don't need that for everyone judy greer's husband tells the story about buying peyote from lonnie and then sure. lonnie tells the story about selling peyote in this one i remember so, when that guy said that st- thing stuff like that is like cool to connect but it's they're these I are different it. movies though yeah, you have man. to also enjoy the movie on its own right like those those 10 year old kids going into this one they're not going like oh yeah lonnie oh, i know man. who lonnie is Oh man! So like, there was this kid. <laughs> there was this kid at that screening, man. All right. So the whole row in front of me is kids, because once that one dad <laughs> bailed with the baby, yeah, yeah. who kept crying oh, every time a man got his neck stabbed. <laughs> I swear, I heard the guy laughing too. Like he was getting a kick out of it. This sure. kid became a man that night. He was wearing pajamas. He was wearing like little kid pajamas. Yeah. Did he and, kidnap that kid? Yeah, I don't know, man. This kid, this guy had a lot of kids. I guess this so. This guy was with a lot of kids. And one of these kids was the perfect 10-year-old fat kid. <laughs> I love him. 
I can picture this. He was treating this movie event like it was a pool party, <laughs> you know, man, like running up and down the, the chairs and like jumping on them and just eating tons of snacks. And he kept running to the dad and I couldn't hear what he was oh, saying, man. but you know, it was like three times. And so I know it was like asking for money for like nachos. Sure. Oh, like he was absolutely. definitely the kid who was always asking for money for candy and he was just running back and forth. He leaves for a few minutes to buy candy middle of the movie. <laughs> And it's this scene in the movie where Lori is talking to the old sheriff who had the chance to kill Michael. And they're just reflecting on things that have been lost mm-hmm. and things they could have done. <laughs> right. Kind of the, the, the emotional evil that moment. they could have stopped and their part in all of this chaos and emptiness that is Haddonfield. And the kid comes clomping back down the aisle on his way back from the bathroom. And he goes in the cutest little voice. He goes, what I miss? (laughs) (laughs) You can't even get mad at that. No, no, man. And so I burst out laughing because then I pictured this other 10-year-old going like, she was explaining the emotional gravity that just being the victim has led to her and how she's lost her Absolutely. life because of this tragedy and this trauma. <laughs> so I was just picturing these kids really just getting to it on an emotional core level. Right. Really identifying with these <laughs> trauma-induced characters. But we get so many killings and so many confusing ways to kill people. Like Michael's now a deathmatch worker where he's breaking a light tube open to just Ooh. gouge into a woman's neck. Out of all the characters we get introduced to, we don't get a ventriloquist getting just ripped to shreds. A big, big miss there. I don't know what happened. That must must be on a cutting room floor somewhere. When you're filling up minutes of a movie, man, and you're thinking of what to edit, and you have to sit through a, a full ventriloquist routine, at least three jokes, and at least three like head spins kind of thing. Lonnie loves it. And you don't get any payoff of that ventriloquist. Get You get to see so many other people that you barely knew get killed. And you don't get a shot where, Jace, or where, where Jason Michael Myers yeah. cuts off a, a, the ventriloquist's body. And you see the arm fall. And then like the man fall. And there's right? so many gags around killing a ventriloquist uh, that Michael Myers could have done. Even just having the doll be like, evil dies tonight. Yeah, right? There's so many different... <laughs> no, instead we had to hear him like almost say swear words and like ogle a woman's do, jugs. Do the original do, vaudeville song. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> there's so many unnecessary minutes. We get Big John and Little John, which I bet some oh, people man. are going to love. I bet people. I bet those guys are going to be great. I like the end uh, scene with them. People are going to love have Big and Little John. a lot John. of that happening. Yeah, they, they are the ones who live in the Michael Myers house now. And they've done it up like it's some sort of HGTV they show. love Halloween. They love a good spooky night. Sure. He has, they love smoking a J and putting on an old spooky 78 on your turntable while you mix a little drink and make a charcuterie board. Mm-hmm. They love decorating for Halloween. And they love watching uh They love lost, watching <laughs> Seymour Cassell and Gina Rowlands lay in bed. They love watching some Cassavetes. They love their Criterion surprise. Blu-rays. Yeah. They're also simultaneously aware of all of the shit that has happened in their house and understand the evil presence that lurks there. And uh, secretly, in the back of their head, know that he's going to come home. 
So we get these characters with these deep, dark pasts who also have to get introduced to their music collection mm. and their taste in, like, meats and cheeses. Yeah. And we get a bunch of jokes about their sex names. And it's just like, we just get to know so much about people that matter so little. When we're already killing so many old residents of Haddonfield that already had their own catchphrases mm-hmm. that they got to say, so many people get catchphrases in this movie. I don't... Oh. We get our original Sheriff Brackett, yes. Charles Cipher. Yeah. Is that still Charles Cipher? Yeah, man. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, right. Did, did, did they we, have, we don't know anymore. <laughs> Charles Cipher could have been dead for 30 years, for all I know. They got a, a grip. They got, to yeah, grip. I was just going to say, they <laughs> got know? some teamster who yeah, just they got an a, old so man One of the producers like looked a lot like Charles Cipher, so bring him. He has the same sideburns, except he's old. Put some bring him on in. Him. But yeah, they have him telling Michael the same... Uh, Catchphrase okay, he man. gives Laurie in the original. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. I, out loud in, in the theater, terrible... said, oh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> because, okay, Sheriff Brackett, first off, we get a, we also get a picture in memoriam of every victim. We get, yeah. like, Annie Brackett, the beautiful Annie Brackett. So then we get reintroduced to who Sheriff Brackett is. By the way, they show a clip from Halloween 2. They do, of, yeah. A movie Annie that does Brackett it that we getting zipped into a body bag. That was Halloween too. They literally have to put the credits at the end. It's there. I saw it. It's I there. saw it. So and I guess it does exist. I guess it does exist. <laughs> and we get the same dumb uh, but worsely done mob violence from Halloween Four. It all yeah. exists. We get it Tommy seems like Go- this movie was trying to hit all the previous movies in a way. Everything. Like you were just Everything saying. matters. Like, we went from nothing mattering have, and this being the new way. Hospital being a big part of it, like Halloween 2. Right. The mob, like, uh, the, they even say the curse of Michael Myers at one point. The, they say the curse of Michael Myers they have at all one the, point. Right. They have all the masks from Halloween 3. They make yep. sure to have three of the victims all wearing the masks from Halloween 3. They do nothing but make references to Halloween and everything in the Halloween universe. But... I don't think they meant this, but the one movie in the series where the big point of Michael Myers is that he's going home, the one movie where they call him a motherfucker like they do in this one, <laughs> the one movie where they yell burn at him like yeah. they do in this one, is Halloween Resurrection. Yeah. This movie doesn't maybe wouldn't admit it, but I feel like this has more in common with Zombie and Halloween Resurrection yes. than those other this old This movie 100% is... The closest spiritually to Halloween Resurrection. People are going to be mad at In, like, that. level of quality and just similar tone. It's the same kind of 2000s to present violence. Yeah. This is... Some of the violence is great in this. If you're a gore hound, you're going to be into this. Man, so much blood splurting. Again, you get a lot and there of was blood some splurting. good. there was some good gore in the 2018, but it would be, like, every other kill... Yes. So you would get the cool, like, behind-the-wall kill or something. There was a lot more atmosphere in that 2018 movie. I don't have... There was no atmosphere in this. Outside of the 15-minute opening segment, the Jim Cummings era. The opening segment. Of this movie. uh, I liked a little bit of the... Like, when the Big and Little Johns are getting stalked at the end. Okay, through the house. That That was the quiet stalking through the house. There's a scene where... uh, Yeah, the, the car scene I did, like... Because afterwards, he's like stalking Lindsay in the woods. Yes. Brief moments like that are just like, ooh, the, yeah. The, the woods stalking like. was great. Yeah. Once they leaned into Michael Myers being Michael Myers, it was great. Somehow, though, the movie decides to just make Michael Myers disappear for the bulk of this. The only way Michael Myers exists for like the third act of this movie is as a word spoken. 
Mm. He's gone. The whole focus of the movie keeps switching to different main characters until it becomes a 20-minute trip down another mental patient that escaped with Michael Myers. That is, I think, the most baffling 20 minutes in any Halloween movie in the franchise. That's why I think this might be the my worst Halloween movie. Mm. I've never seen a Halloween movie just derail itself like it's this. It's such a divergent uh part of the movie yeah yeah where the, the the mob thinks that this five foot two hunchback <laughs> bald this, this danny devito penguin guy in a gown in a gown who's clearly injured and asking for help they think he's michael myers so they're gonna run after him he looks like sorrel like boss hog <laughs> just, just like, no not as had and he's just this guy just like making these like <laughs> so like, it's like so the mob doesn't even know what he looks like yeah what, what are we doing they're guys? so hopped up on this michael myers legend clearly they were paying attention during the stories that all talked about <laughs> him being a larger than life shape yeah. that moved with impossible force not this danny devito guy hiding shuffling it down the hallway this whole focus of the movie becomes this other mental patient that michael myers escaped with and it just kept hitting me how unimportant the Strode family was to the general plot of this movie. And no more was that present than Judy Greer. Mm. I love Judy Greer. I loved her in the first one. I love her in movies like this. Yeah, yeah. She's great. She's always somebody that I get excited to see. And Halloween Kills does Judy Greer so dirty. Mm. This movie does her wrong. This movie is brutal. She is not it's only tough, right? yeah. not even one of the 15th most important characters in this movie. No exaggeration. She's just down there. Her entire existence of the movie is to have nobody listen to her. Right. For her to try to get people to listen and to have nobody listen. Another unfortunate thing about the delays of this movie is her name is Karen. <laughs> yes and the whole that movie she's out. nothing like nobody's listening to me you're all crazy i'm not the one who's crazy and they're just like jesus karen karen and yeah. the whole movie if that sticks out. i'm just picturing watching this judy greer in real life in judy greer voice complaining about now her she's stuck as karen through all of this but her whole role is just to get basically trampled over and not listened to and not taken seriously. Then she th makes herself the big savior by trying to protect the other mental patient. Yeah, yeah. And the whole time she is wearing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> She's... I knew it was going to come to this. It came to this, man. <laughs> this is. Oh, this is so dirty. They have her in this Christmas sweater from yeah. the first movie. Like she's some. I'm not, I don't know. Is this like, is she doing a funny, like, this is my costume kind of shirt? Is that what that is? I Why expect, is she in I, this cardigan? When I went back and watched the 2018 one again this week, I expected there to be a scene where she's like, oh, I'm just going as a Christmas sweater yeah. or something. Or something dumb like, so. mom's still wear, getting ready for Christmas a little early, mom. I, I, I don't think anyone ever brings no, it up. No, nobody brings it up. She's just she wearing just her ironic sweater. In a Christmas sweater with like little tassels and just, red yeah. balls hanging off of it sequins that keep catching the glint in the <laughs> yeah. camera and everything it's this this distractingly garish ugly sweater that she's wearing as a joke except nobody's laughing at the joke and nobody's she's not referencing nobody's, the joke nobody's making any mention of it she has four different scenes where she gets these like serious 
gravitas monologues because everybody gets one of these monologues yeah. about their trauma a lot of in heavy this movie a lot of heavy monologues and and she is so undercut by being like wearing this goofy sweater it's like she's wearing a, a who farted shirt exactly <laughs> and she's like you don't understand what we've been through as a as a town uh-huh and she's just wearing like, just a UC Santa Cruz banana slug yeah. shirt from Pulp Fiction. Just, she keeps trying to have these heavy moments with people, but she's wearing like Millennium 2001 <laughs> novelty glasses. That would be good. Like, or she's got like uh, face paint, like half is blue, she, half is green for like some football she's got, like, game or Gene something. She's like a Gene Simmons costume on. And she keeps trying to and like it's like. It's like her teen daughters try to come out to her while she's dressed up like Ace Freely, and she's just like, mm hmm, mm hmm. <laughs> the whole movie. She's this just ridiculous person who keeps trying to have these solemn moments. She's got a fake afro on while she's like, Mom, you got stabbed. Mom, you cut the belly, Mom. You cut real bad. She's dressed up like Jermaine Jackson. <laughs> The other four Jacksons already got gutted earlier tonight. She hasn't taken off her Tito costume. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. The whole time she's done that. She's done Even when it's covered wrong. in blood, she never takes that thing off. Oh my God. Someone right? get this woman she's another like, sweater. She's like Jackie O after Jackie <laughs> She's like her husband died wearing this sweater. I've never taken. She's still wearing the pink dress and pillbox hat, man. Oh no! Oh my god! They do her so wrong, and they kill her. She gets the most uh, undignified death. I got it, honestly wearing the fucking sweater after everything of this movie of oh. just of like Lonnie bringing his kid to the house, and then of course Cameron gets killed. Yeah, this whole thing of just like everyone. Beats up on Michael, and then of course Michael kills everybody. Everybody, man. I mean, I don't know what's left. Everybody, what's Tommy? The sequel. He's killed so many people. These this town. Tigger, the guy in the in the tiger costume. We get. Yeah, we get a guy in a tiger costume. Uh, Raggedy Ann. Yeah, (laughs) guy kills everybody. Yeah, he killed Raggedy Andy in in 2018. We got to come back for Raggedy Ann in here. Yeah, we get. And then yeah, finally Judy Greer gets. Everybody dies. Gets it. Michael is just. Ticking off victims, man. Michael is running through Houndfield like butter. Yeah, like what are we going to do with this next movie? Everybody keeps getting these monologues about evil and trauma, and everybody gets these like looking at our own bloody hands moments. Mm-hmm. Like this is on our hands, literally. <laughs> they keep giving us these moments, and then everybody says their catchphrase, and then you get guys like Lonnie <laughs> that that bring their kids right to Michael Myers' childhood home. And the second he throws his truck in a park, he like looks at his hands and he's like, I brought my children to the belly of the beast. Yeah, how these like, guys... What? Who, who are these people I mean, in this okay, town? Vigilante mob, great. Bring in your children on yeah. the vigilante mob? Come on, guys. And all the kids That's are like, my dad's going to get them. Even while they're like, yeah, they killed 40 men earlier tonight. We're going next. So much unsafe gun handling in it's this movie. Nuts. This whole town is just filled with aggressive dummies. And and so, yeah, then when he finally does just, like, kill everyone in the circle, you're like, yeah, good. Yeah, That's what gr- you get. I guess. My well, dad had a saying, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. <laughs> His all dad right? is Paul Gleason. <laughs> so we get all these, like, catchphrases and these weird, <laughs> we're the real monsters moments. The awful, we're the monsters. Paul Gleason stole that from my dad, so, yeah, just so we're Paul G- Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> they were friends. And when they lead a, a mental patient to commit uh, suicide by leaping off the hospital building, then you get all the town of Haddonfield kind of looking at somebody who kind of told a bad joke while the man just exploded on the ground in front of him. Yeah. A bunch of empty dead Dead-eye souls. And yeah, after man. they realized that that guy was not Michael Myers and they just killed an innocent man by proxy, they're just like, this is awkward. Oof. Look what we can do, Well, huh? And then Tommy's like, well, what do you want me to do? Just give up? Yeah. I gotta keep trying. We can't let this Tommy. one dead, exploded patient <laughs> <laughs> stop our mob hate. Tommy, you are killing people. people. Yeah. Once people start losing a little bit of steam but for their lynch mob, he's like, come on, it's early. I need you guys. I need you guys on my side. But like and they say, that's, he's turning them into monsters Yeah, now. they've turned us. That's when it turns into this whole, this is what Michael wanted. It was Michael's masterpiece. And that's when, since, ever, since all the other children in the movie were all like talking, that's when I also got to just go, nope. You know, nope. Yeah. Michael has no masterpiece. There's yeah. no plan. Jamie Lee Curtis is like, he's it's his masterpiece. Then, yeah, Will Patton's like, he's just a child. And I'm just like, these people are just spitballing. Yeah. They have no Nobody idea. Has, there's no science behind Michael Myers. They have spent 40 years. They got nothing. That's got to be on purpose for this movie to be like, these people all think they're the main character in the story, and they're not. <laughs> yeah. These people all think they know what's best for or what's wrong with Michael Myers, and they don't know. Yeah. Like, this has got to be intentional, right? Yeah, man. Once they are, yeah. His masterpiece. Like, nope. Michael Myers is a fucking Roomba. (laughs) (laughs) That's Michael. Man, he is not smart. He has one goal to get to one place. And also, all these people that are scared of Halloween also know the story about Michael Myers looking out his sister's bedroom window. They all know this story somehow, but nobody else knows anything else about this man. That story gets around. And... So he only has one goal, and he just murders people that happen to be in his way. And so everybody is putting themselves in their way, and nobody has any ideas the science behind any of it. It's like everybody just got so dumb. And Sheriff Brackett gets to say his catchphrase. <laughs> and I'm so confused listening to Sheriff Brackett say that catchphrase because I'm like, were, were there people like 40 years ago where they're like, oh, he did it. He did it again. <laughs> Do you remember that night after his daughter was gutted (laughs) and he had said that line earlier in the night before he found out his daughter got stabbed in the belly a bunch no i do so he remembered that and he's like i'm gonna use that again i like to think that's his like his catchphrase or is this like uh sheriff bracket saying it every year but yeah someone in that mob must have been like Everyone's entitled to one good scare. What does that mean? Yeah, what is he? Is he talking about? Are we going to kill this guy or not? Like, I can't believe they didn't have these people just saying them, like, and looking at us through the screen. Like, because that's what they kept doing with all these things. Like, subtitles "Mm -hmm." pop up. You notice that? And that was really distracting when they also wanted to have these super tender, realistic moments. Right, right. To make sure that everybody just showed up on screen and said, like, that's my mama. And then, like, <laughs> then took off, you know? Like, they tried to have it all. Dynamite. Yeah. And, uh, all right, we got that guy's in. Who else got one? And then it's like, did Tommy, is that a thing Tommy Doyle said? 20? Is that 25? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get it. I was so, like, all I'm surrounded by 10-year-olds, and I think from my perspective, I was like, what does this mean to any of these kids? Well, that's why Who are they yeah, making exactly. this movie for, if not yeah. for the 10-year-olds? Exactly. You got to know kids are going to go in. You got to know no kid nowadays watches a movie older than 20 years. When you saw Halloween, 
if you're a 12-year-old seeing Halloween, man, you're scared. Halloween 1978, that's scary. You don't need to know anybody. You don't need to know Annie Brackett. You mm-hmm. don't need to know Laurie Strode. You, that is scary on, on its face. You need to have Cliff's Notes right. for Halloween Kills, and it's all for nothing. There's no payoff well, because for any of this knowledge. It's not a full movie. It's the second part of a three-part you know, thing. It's, it's the, I think the main problem with this movie, there's no real beginning <laughs> because we, we get dumped right into the middle of we the action, get, and there's no real end it's crazy because there's no real conclusion. The second act of this whole giant trilogy is just Michael wasting time killing anybody. Yeah. It's just him wasting time. It's called Halloween Kills. And I it's mean. supposed to be this big trilogy, and this one's back-to-back, but I'm even more confused because now I've heard that Halloween Ends mm-hmm. is just going to be set in present day. So what's Michael going to oh, do so for like, like four, four years. years? He's already making Ooh. his way through downtown Haddonfield. Well, he's home. Efficiently. His whole his whole I, point of, of this movie was to go home and look out the window, and he's done that. Is Halloween Ends just going to be Michael Myers living in the Strode house, and the rest of Haddonfield finally gets the hint that they should just move away? Or, yeah, he's and the living- entire town of Haddonfield yeah. is just going to be Michael Myers' house? I would love that if it's just like, just don't go in the Myers' house because he's in there. We li- we leave him yeah. alone. He leaves us alone. We leave a dead dog on the porch every week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's our little sacrifice. There's never been less wild animals. <laughs> just raw dogs all over Haddonfield. the yard. <laughs> now I'm saying Please tag your, your raw dogs. <laughs> and... <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I mean, I would love that if that's what if that's point, how Halloween ends opens. But then Laurie's like, "I still gotta kill yeah. him," and everyone else is like, "Don't!" The if you biggest, make, if you make him mad, he'll kill us all. If there's a bigger crime than every single thing they did in every single scene to Judy Greer, it <laughs> is the fact that there is zero interaction between Laurie and Michael. Laurie yeah. is so kept at bay and useless. And watching it back to back with 2018, it's so different. Because she is the backbone of 2018. Mm. That movie wouldn't have worked without Jamie Lee Curtis returning in such a cool, realistic, 40 years later way right. as Laurie Strode. Right. Bringing that damage that she's held on her sh- and only her shoulders. Yeah, she is great in that 2018 movie. I love the fact in that first one that the whole point is that she's carried this burden. And a lot of people feel it's so unnecessarily her burden to carry. But everybody has that burden now mm. in Halloween Kills. Suddenly, everybody has it. So Lori's burden, nobody gives a fuck about. <laughs> they tell a story about her in the beginning, but then everybody else's shit becomes more important all of a sudden. Mm. Everybody else's pointless grudges. And, and yeah, by the end of the movie, they say, it's not about you, Lori. Yeah. He wasn't even going for it's you. It's not about you, Lori. Knock what? it off. What's it about? She's the one <laughs> telling you he was going to come back. Yeah, what's it about? Not only that, they do her so wrong by making Lori kind of kept dumb the whole movie. They lie to her and keep saying like, "Yeah, yeah, we got him." <laughs> she doesn't even know he's around. For People half are the just movie. running down the hospital corridors screaming. And they're like, "No, no, no!" But he's dead. Yeah, we got him. He burned up. She doesn't know that Michael Myers is still alive for eighty percent of this movie, and they never have any interaction. Mm-hmm. There was. Several easy, good, high-end ways that you could have had them have any interaction, even with her being so absent for most of this movie. 
when he kills Judy Greer, which is really that's the the end, right? That's how yeah, the movie yeah. ends. Final yeah, scene, yeah. surprise Judy Greer kill. Because she's obsessed with looking out the same window that Michael Myers and his bloody boot prints are obsessed with looking out. Mm-hmm. Why has everybody got to stand at the scene of the crime? Get away I from don't there, know, man. Maybe we'll What's find out. What's the fascination with these sickos in Haddonfield? But when Judy Greer gets knifed, getting more of her own blood on that ugly sweater, Ugh. it would have been really great for Jamie Lee Curtis to call, wondering where she's at, and Michael Myers answers the phone and just breathes while Lori loses it Mm. some of the best jamie lee curtis losing it stuff has come in these series i loved the first we get of her in this movie when they're driving away in the ambulance from the burning building wanting him to die and her yelling at the fire trucks to let it burn that's great i was so hyped she's like man she's carrying it straight through she's gonna crush it and then she's just not Mm-hmm. She's given nothing, and it's a crime. It's so weird that they knew how important she was to the first one and then just threw her behind 20 other people in the, in the second one. Yeah, I feel like they weren't even going to make the 2018 one like if she wasn't going to be in it kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, she was the, so important to These hinged on her completely. And I did not need this many people having specific grievances with a thing that they also know can't be reasoned with. They all seem to know this man is an empty, soulless nothing. Yet they're still like, mm, I haven't had my crack at him yet, though. Right. Maybe my wrench Jeez. will do the trick. Run away from it. Yeah. And I just don't get who it was for. And I d- now, now knowing that it's a real time four years later, I have no idea what Michael's going to be doing for four years. I don't know what anything... He, if, he has already gone through so much of the town so efficiently. If he's doing anything other than looking out that window, yeah. I'm going to be pissed. Right? He is just... He better be looking out eating, that window when Halloween ends. Just a starts. basement full of dogs. <laughs> exactly. Basement full of dog Give carcass. Give us what we want. And a wall full of collars. I'll talk to Danny. I'll yeah. talk to Danny McBride about this. That's, I think, the only thing that'll make me happy now. I know he's, just he's more taking raw suggestions. Dogs. Yeah. Yeah, man. Again, this was... Uh, I don't get too nerdy with this stuff, but I some of these sequels I've bought into the hype. I really loved the It sequel, it was, mm. and that was the horror movie I was most excited for. Not a sequel, but the Jordan Peele Us after Get Out. Sure. You know, once yeah, it was yeah, announced yeah. he was doing another horror movie, got just as hyped. Loved it. This was really the first big, big one that I think I've been... All right, well, they nailed the first landing. Let's see if they get the second one. And I don't. I think that's the drop-off for me, mm-hmm. is this is the first one. It's like, wow, they have undershot the level of some of these other big-budget sequels. Horror movies get money now. It's a booming industry. Sig made some money, yeah. We've seen money. a lot of big-budget, <laughs> big-screen horror movies this year, and we've gotten a lot of cool deliveries. But this one, I think, feels weaker, even... Uh, I'm. I think I'm a little numb to all the kills coming right after Malignant. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I, I was you compared to, it there earlier. Yeah. yeah, it just like with him just not even trying to hide from people. Yeah, like he does in the other movies. It really feels like Jason and X just taking people. Feels on like him in a circle. W- wiping out waves of space marines. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. definitely and, feels more like a Jason, like a Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, vibe. so I call it Jason Myers, man. Yeah. It's it, it, and it's a. Hmm. Maybe it's going to be one of those vibes that grows on me. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'll come back to it and like get I said, more I, and more into it. I think I liked it more the second time, 
having right. watched it right after the 2018. Yeah. As, as And thinking of it as like part two of a series. Yeah. I guess I could see it being a good part two, but I don't know if it's <laughs> enough for its own movie. I don't, yeah. It, you know? it was such a, a letdown. And I think that was because I... There's been a lot of, now that it's been out a week, there's now a lot of anti-anti-Halloween talk because a lot of people hated it early. It got very bad reviews. Mm-hmm. 2018 got very good critic and audience reviews, that kind of bullshit. <laughs> and right. uh, this one did not get great reviews. Yeah, yeah. And so now it's been a week, so now the backlash to the backlash is out, and people are just like, you guys, it's just, it's just fun, you know? It's just fun, guys. Right. I got to see Michael Myers kill some guys. I'm happy. And that's right. great. It's funny to see people are mad at the movie, and then people are mad at people who are mad at the movie. Yeah, yeah. And so you get it's a lot like, of unfair, this, like... This was Michael Myers' masterpiece, <laughs> getting us all to argue about this movie. This is truly what Michael He's wanted turned us, us all to into do. critics. <laughs> but, you know, I like a lot of shit, man. Sure. I like a lot of bad things. And I don't like the idea of, like, you guys, It's a, what were you expecting? It's a Halloween sequel. The sequels are always bad. It's like, no, we've shown we can do really good sequels. Yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, a lot of the Halloween sequels were really good. Actually, Scream 2 is really good. You know, like... Well, I think also it's like the, the kind of the point of getting a guy like David Gordon Green and getting some people with like some credentials on this thing yeah. is to say these are going to be good. These are good. We're and gonna- then when they <laughs> deliver, like they delivered in 2018... Yeah. Which is still one of my favorites. It's definitely top half of the franchise for me. Mm-hmm. And we've established that the exact same people, pretty much down to the man involved in this movie that was really good three years ago, all decided. I saw an interview with Danny McBride where he's talking about the original plan to film these first two. Were mm-hmm. to literally film them back to back, like they were making Lord of the Rings movies. Sure. And then they decided, nah, what if people hate the first one? Then we get time to kind of pivot, you know, maybe spice some things up, change some things for the second one. We aren't as uh, boxed in. Hmm. So that's what he said. So they'd filmed them separately. And everything they did in the first one got strong praise. So they decided to do everything completely different Yeah. with their pivot. And so now I'm thinking, boy, this would have been much better if they filmed them back to back and uh, had like, the vibe of 2018 again, in this one. How are these guys making movies? You're hiring <laughs> carpenters to be an actor. <laughs> you're you're taking audience suggestions for your movie. This yeah, isn't, man. This fan fan this service isn't is bad. Nobody should listen to fans. This isn't fanfic. Nobody should listen to fans. If you like, haven't, I want to see a guy bring his vision. The exactly the joy of a lot of these. Huh straight-to-video horror movies and action movies of the 80s and these cheap, you know, two million and under-budget movies that we love so much are... This guy had an idea. He had a vision. He wanted to make a movie. He made a movie. Right. And it's flawed. And it's cool. But it's some of the best shit out there. This is just referencing a movie that, other, that they know people like. Mm. And referencing and casting a weird net. Because this movie's even trying to get me with like, eh, you got to see Seymour Cassell's face for like <laughs> 10 seconds. I know how much you like talking to people about right. Cassavetes, Eric. Right, exactly. Like that's getting like a real, uh, like that's one of those. That's, mo- what you, that's what you suggested to Danny McBride. You wrote yeah, him and exactly, said, I yeah, that was the Cassavetes tweet that now. I wrote that got like two likes that he's like, okay, I'm going to take that under advisement. 
just just a just a bunch of movies made for 40 million dollars that are made by people who are like vanity searchers on twitter (laughs) like it it's fucked man it's cursed and you know what works for me works for others and that's great and so i'm hoping people are gonna get joy out of these but after they stuck the landing on that first one and seem to be like, yeah, we know what we're doing. We aren't mm-hmm. going to ruin... You know, they're saying things like, we're not going to ruin people's childhoods and all that. It's all fan service. It's all, like, focus grouped so that we have to reference everything, and it feels so much less uh, joyful hmm. than one of these 1989 Linnea yeah. Quigley movies. Yeah, by the end, it's just kind of uh, grueling. Yeah. A slog at some point. Yeah, just like slow mo kills all at the end, and we get this like long like Tommy giving his final O face. <laughs> yeah. It's just like man, Tommy. God. Tommy watches like a dozen Haddonfield guys <laughs> that he whipped up into a violent frenzy just get some gr- gruesome deaths, and Tommy comes in licking his lips like he's getting <laughs> ready for a fastball down the plate. You dumb man. And then he makes, yeah, one of his, oh, just Michael's just gut, and he's just like, go. I didn't even get a good hit on him. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't get any didn't kind of him. clean shot. Didn't break his stride in least. I don't get it, man. Ah. I don't know who this was for. And if people like it, I'm happy for him. But this yeah, was such a weird direction for everything to go into. Such a strange direction. I have no idea what four years is going to be like. We're yeah. going to find out in one year. Very curious uh, how this ends, but, as they say. But, man, Halloween Kills just, I don't know. Halloween sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween stinks. I didn't hate it, uh, but am I going to watch this one a bunch of times just because I got Peacock to watch I it? I know no. that I got a really, this movie really got an inspired hate, hateful reaction from me because the one thing it did inspire in me is it made me more interested to go back and watch Resurrection mm-hmm. and like the first Rob Zombie one and the 1995 one with Paul Rudd. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, was five really as bad as I thought it was? Let's see how bad it is compared to Kills. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, we've recently watched Halloween 4. We watched it last year. We did the episode. Yeah, we got an episode. And uh, we did Halloween 3 the year before that. Go back. That's great. Love it. And so we've watched them recently. Now it's just like, okay, I think I liked 4 a lot more because I didn't like a lot of these later stuff that we're getting. Because 4 has aged extremely well. So now I'm like, maybe 5 as well. Maybe 1995 for number 6 looks a lot better with all this other shit from 2021 happening. Right, right. But this, I it makes me want to go back and watch other bad Halloweens just to see where I have this. How bad has it, How bad has it, has it gotten? Yeah, yeah. And that's not that's not healthy. <laughs> that's not a healthy thing. Anytime this you're saying you might want to go back and watch yeah. bad movies, yeah, that's a weird... Uh... So my recommendation is that Halloween Kills inspires just unhealthy behavior. So there you go. There it is, it came man. to that. It did come to this. Jesus. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're all just empty in Haddonfield, yet none of us ever go on vacation in, in October. Right. We stick it out and be sure to be out in plain sight wearing, like, a tiger costume. Mayor McCheese showing up. Getting, getting knifed in the spine wearing my Lady Gaga costume two years in a row. Jeez, Haddonfield. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Good night. Good <laughs> night.